Hello and welcome to the Swift Coders Podcast, where each week we interview an amazing Swift developer about their experience with Apple's new open source programming language. We hear their stories, learn their tips and tricks, and try to leave you feeling inspired and empowered on your Swift Coder journey. I'm your host, Garrick, and today's guest is Gennady O'Crane. Gennady is our first returning guest on the show. He's a creator of the Cowtrain app, which was recently featured in the App Store, as well as parties for WWDC. And he's here to answer one question. How was WWDC this year? Welcome to the show, Gennady. Hi, Eric. Happy to be here again. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I, I can't remember what it was, maybe like early last week. And uh, there's all this excitement around WWDC. And I'm thinking, you know what? I want to ask all my past guests, you know, how it was, at least those that went. And there's a bunch of uh, the past guests that went, like Radic went, you went, Yuriv went, Garo went. And so I'm hoping to talk to as many of you as possible, like over the summer, um, just to see how it was, so I can like live the experience through you guys. And then I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, you know, they wish they could go, or maybe they're just starting to think about possibly going in the future. And we can sort of live live WWDC through you guys. How's that sound? Perfect, yeah. So just uh, in general, how how was WDC, uh, WWDC? Like, I mean, I saw so many, you know, tweets and, and blog posts and everybody was so like kumbaya, like, oh my God, it was amazing, loved it, love it. So, but how was it for you? It was very exciting. Uh, you know, you learn a lot of new things, you meet a lot of people, uh, you enjoy the events. Basically, it's a wonderful week. Always people hope for more, so some people are a little bit disappointed. But it uh, depends on your hopes, you know, how you prepare for that. You need to have your questions ready. You need to, to play with the new APIs to, to learn as much as possible this week. So it depends how you prepare yourself and what are your hopes. And then, anyway, it was a very good week. <laughs> right. Was that your first year or...? Uh, I went uh, to WRC two years ago, and last year I went to AltConf, so... Okay, so compared to WW 2014, how was this year? Um, I think maybe because it was my first year, it looks like it was better. Right. right. Um, and Swift was announced two years ago, so it was a big thing. This year feels for me that I thought, for example, Siri API will be something uh, more open, but it's more limited to partners. And it seems that they solved like, some issues for the big players, but not only, I guess, so. Interesting. Yeah. So I haven't looked into Siri Kit, mm -hmm. but I thought it was open as long as your application fit within a certain like sort of um, genre or sort of um, application purpose, like messaging or navigation or something like that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, ride sharing is very limited. Uh, a type of app you you can't really implement ride sharing for your apps because that's something that Uber lived and the big companies can. Right. Uh, sending money again the same. Uh, right. So it's kind of you know messaging, VoIP. It's it's focused to the big players. That's what right. that's my feeling about Siri. But I guess some people will find a way to use it and create something very exciting. But we'll see. Were you hoping to take advantage of Siri? Um, currently, I wanted, but it feels to me that I wouldn't be able to. But I'm still looking into it. So 
we'll see if I find a creative way to do it. It seems to me like you should be able to say, hey, Siri, when's the next train? I mean, isn't that, doesn't that fall in line with the current guidelines? Um, what they support is something like uh, Siri order a lift from home to, to SFO or something like that. So okay. It's a little bit different, but it might work. We'll see. I need to check the guidelines, the APIs. And My feeling is that this is the first step and it's only going to become more open. This is Apple's style, right? They, they always make it closed as possible and then they slowly open, open, open because it's easier to, to give than to take away. Right. Whereas Google's like the exact opposite. They yeah. give you everything and then they take away and it's a little harder to do that. But OK, so it sounds like you've been playing with Siri Kid a little bit. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll get into that um, a little later. So in general, it sounds like 2014 was more exciting for you because it was your first year. Plus Swift came out. But when, just watching the, the keynote and watching everybody on Twitter, it, to me, the like level of excitement, uh, I don't know, it just seems so much higher. I feel like because it's the the whole ecosystem is like being opened to more mm -hmm. people it's just i don't know i just feel like it's on another level and you have all these amazing things coming together like swift um did it did it what was the just general sense of like the feeling when you were there did it seem like it was just as exciting people were as excited or, or were they more excited or maybe you don't even maybe you didn't even notice yeah it's it's hard to tell because so this year they said that 72% of the people are first-timers. So right. every time, you, you know, the first time is very exciting. So those people were very exciting. Right. The other ones were, okay, we've been through this already, but, you know, let's, let's, let's figure out what's new. Maybe less exciting, but I don't know. It, it was exciting. Don't, don't uh, get me wrong. It was really exciting hearing the new stuff, uh, watching all the people build things, new APIs. It's very exciting. Right. So why did you go? So for me, if I go, it would be because I want to go. It's my first time. I just want to be amongst all of this. It's like it's the worldwide developers conference, right? It's Apple focused, but I just want to be amongst all that, like see all my peers and like just feel that energy and then obviously learn. And, and, and but like so but someone like you, you have applications in the store. I know you might want to go for multiple reasons like I want to go and talk to these engineers for a specific question. Like, what was what, what were some of the reasons why you went? I mean, it's your second year. Why did you go? Yeah. So the main reason to go to WWC is exactly that: ask engineers for questions. And there are like thousands of employees of Apple there. You can ask specific question. For example, I asked something about three D touch that was wasn't working right on iOS nine. And they confirmed it's a bug and they will fix it in iOS 10. So it's it's hard to, to do it in other occasion. You can't really get this from them any other time of the year. So if you have some problems, if you want to use the new APIs in a kind of ways, if you want just to ask something, what is the best way to do it? So you do it. Uh, besides that, you have two kind of special apps. One is UI Lab, so you can come meet, I was, meet Apple designers and ask them, oh, can you give me feedback about my app? Do you think that you have any new ideas? You can just hear their thoughts. And you can meet the guys from the, the app store, the marketing team, and show them your app. So I think I showed my app there, and maybe that's how it got featured, maybe not. So it kind of helped. Yeah. Okay, so do you feel like 
going there and talking to the Apple engineers, you're actually getting more value than you would if you just like posted something in the forums or something like that. Because to me, I feel like if I go ask an engineer a question, they're just going to say either like look at the documentation, watch the videos or file a bug report. Mm -hmm. But like, but maybe that's not the case. Maybe they really are able to show you sort of like the ins and outs of the API that you might not know, uh, you know, understand otherwise. Yeah, so it depends. They're usually really helpful, and no one will tell you go to read the API docs. But what can happen, you might have specific question about something, and this guy that wrote this code is not in the room. So we'll just tell you, like, oh, email him or report the bug. So it's kind of the same. But if you can meet exactly the person that wrote the code you're trying to, to figure out, it might help you on the spot. And that's like a perfect uh, example how it can be helpful. But you need to. To have luck and find the right person with the right questions it's like 50 50 because sometimes those people are not in the room and then no one can help you exactly so it's just like oh file a bug okay so for those that might not know wwdc is divided into a couple different things you have the keynote like the featured the featured things like keynote platform state of the union apple design awards but like the main thing is the keynote then you have and, and then there's some other, maybe there's a couple other featured things in there, like some, there's some lovey-feely things that they do. Um, and that's usually maybe at the beginning of the week. Uh, and, and, and maybe for those that you don't know, WWDC, Worldwide Developer Conference, it's been happening every year for like, I don't know, 20 years or something like that. I'm not sure. I think uh, 27 years, because two years ago, it was the 25th year or so. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And they release um, all the new software stuff. Really awesome. Take a look at it if you don't know. But then there's the sessions, the developer sessions where Apple uh, talks about all the new stuff they've been working on. And those are usually about 30 minutes, maybe more. Um, and then you have labs, right? Do you have workshops in labs or just labs? Um, it's kind of the same. You, you can just okay. come with things and ask questions. No one will judge you what the question's about. So what I, what are the labs? Because I I've never been able to you know I've never been and they don't live stream or mm -hmm. put the labs up. Um, like you can go watch the WWDC developer session videos and I, I watch those all the time. That's like my television. Um, but I've never seen the labs. So like what are those like? You they're they're just like a session in the sense that they have a time. So you, they're scheduled. You just go. But like, what's it like when you go in, it's a different kind of room and like how many people are there and how many employees and do you have to like wait in line to talk to them? How does that work? Yeah, so it's it's like a big room with uh, a lot of sections and each section there are like 20 Apple employees inside. Uh, some, of the, some of the rooms are more crowded, so there's a line. For example, UI is always, always a big line. Uh, I see. Some of the things like, I don't know, like audio, maybe less. Depends how popular the thing is. And you just arrive and wait for someone to to give you a spot. You just open your Mac, show the code, ask questions. If you're if you're lucky, the guy that you're showing him, oh, I, I wrote this code, he will open it and help you. Wow. If so not, like he's the one that actually wrote the API? Yeah, if if you actually can find him, that's the that's the perfect thing. If not, he might find something that is close to that or like recommend you something but if you actually meet the guy that wrote the code that you have problems with that's a that's a win wow mm -hmm. so i mean how many people 
are in there? Like, are you waiting in line and you're just like waiting for your turn? How long are yeah, you waiting? Uh, it depends. Like uh, a few minutes usually depends. So the UI labs that I said before and the and the marketing labs are kind of different. You need to, to have an appointment for them. So okay. it's a little bit different and it's time limited and it's really different. But those labs just come see if you have Apple engineer uh, available, ask him the questions. If there's a line, you just wait few minutes usually. If something is really, really uh, crowded, a lot of people want to ask, the line will be bigger, but depends again, yeah. And so you don't really go to the lab unless you have a question, right? Or else it's kind of a waste of everyone's time? Um, the thing like you is, don't, you don't yeah. just go down there to say like, hey, I'm Garrick and I don't know, I just wanted to come here to meet you because I've never talked to an Apple developer before. <laughs> like, Yeah, so that's, that's not the idea, but any small thing you might have, any new feature you want to think about, you can ask anything. So it actually helps because that's the only way and only time you can do it. So that's what you need to focus on when you're going there and not other things. So any small idea, I have some crash here. I wanted to do it that way, but the API is not supporting it. Can you like do a feedback about it? You can ask how they build stuff. So maybe it will give you more, uh, more understanding about things. Basically, it depends, depends on you. You need to have like some kind of question, but it might be even a stupid one, as long as you can keep the conversation, like, learn things, so they will be happy to, to help you too. So. Right, okay. So it sounds like if you're going to go to DubDub and you're going to go to the lab, like you should have a question. It's almost like lab at, at school. Like You don't mm -hmm. just go to the lab to just be there. You go there. I mean, maybe if you want to hear other people's questions. Can you do that? Can you just like observe other people's questions, or are they kind of private? Yeah, it's kind of private. You can because they say it like with a Mac, uh, you know, right. to each other. It's, it's just one on one. Yeah, it's one of one. I think that the best tip now, this time, is just everything you want to, every problem you have during the year, write yourself. Write, have a list, have a, a long list of all the questions, and then next year it's ready for you. You have all the questions you want to ask, but just keep doing it before and not, you no, know, the same day of the keynote. Right, right. That's a great tip. So mm -hmm. yeah, all throughout the year during your development process, if you have any weird questions about an API or something that you think, is this possible? Would this be allowed? Uh, maybe you can save that and, uh, you know, save it for, for the labs. Yeah. So there really isn't some type of workshop thing where maybe it's like a small group of people, like 20 people are sitting and like having a very deep dive demo of an API? Um, not exactly, but, but again, like for the new APIs, you can like ask questions and they can show it to, to a few people, but there, there's no structure to it. Exactly. I so. see. Okay. So then let's say you go to a developer session, mm -hmm. like the new um, advances in UI kit animations and transitions. And you're like, wow, this is really cool. You write some questions down. You can go to the lab and, and ask questions about new API, not yeah. just old API. That, that's exactly that's the second part. If you have something new, maybe you uh, want to build something on Siri and you want to, to get more feedback. Maybe you have like different idea. You can t talk with them. Maybe they will change stuff until they release iOS 10. It's not likely, but it's possible. So, Okay, awesome. So did you do that? Did you ask any of the um, developers about SiriKit? Um, no, because I don't really think I'll do it, but I've been, I've been talking about like some stuff about the messaging. The messaging is kind of exciting. I think iMessage apps. Yeah. I think it's yeah. going to be big. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's the main new thing that people are going to leverage. So I'm kind of, I have something in, 
in the works for that. Like, I hope, hopefully, we'll release one with awesome. iOS 10. Yeah, so. Okay, maybe we'll talk about iMessage mm -hmm. apps uh, in a second. So then tell me about the developers. Like, you, how many Apple developers did you meet? A couple? Did you just meet one? Like, And what are they like? I mean, <laughs> obviously, they're just people like you yeah. and I. But, like, what, I mean, they're there to help. So I'm assuming they're super nice. Like, what were your interactions with them like? Yeah, they're, they're nice. Uh, again, you can just ask questions, get response. They'll tell you if, uh, if something is, uh, for example, not supported in iOS 9, you will never hear this answer in real life. Outside of WDC, no one will tell you, oh, we had a bug. But uh, there they might say, oh, OK, I had this problem. It was a bug. We fixed it in the next version. So you can hear more things there. Uh, from what I remember, two years ago, they gave me uh, business cards. And they were like, oh, this is my email. You can email me. This year, they were very secretive. Even I don't think they give you your, their name or something. They were like so secret. Interesting. Yeah, they, they're trying. I guess they're getting like hundreds or thousands of emails after the conference. And they just don't want to deal with it so much. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah, I guess they're more. Uh, I guess two years ago they were like, "Okay, we'll help you if it sounded for them interesting." But this year, just like they got some, uh, someone told them like, "Don't, don't give your details because uh, it will waste you too much time or something." I wonder, did you see any of the Apple developers outside of Dub Dub at any of the parties, or like, I mean, do you ever just see them floating around? Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, are you friends with any of them? It's it's really interesting. They're just normal people. But like, for instance, I was at the airport the other day mm -hmm. in Tucson and there was an Apple employee there. I can't remember exactly what he, he did, but I think he works in Sunnyvale. But it's just like this interesting thing. Like, it doesn't seem like we could be friends. Like, he's not allowed to have any friends or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. Do you get that same so... feeling or do you see <laughs> them around town or? So because of me building the parties app, I kind of... So last year, I measured 200 hours of usage for, for the app from the Apple campus. So they go to parties nice. too. Nice. So you meet them. There are more like, there are like high profile parties and less, you know, like depends. So there are like some, you know, uh, John Gruber from the podcast. So every Apple employee go to this uh, to this meetup, yeah, the talk show, yeah, exactly. Oh, so, right, did you go? No, I I sent my friend and I went to another event. I and I tried to go to as much as possible, and this is like just too much time consuming. But I it was that. like really good, yeah. Okay, so they aren't they aren't just normal people. You might see them out and around town. Are you friends with any Apple de uh, developer employees? Yeah, some of them are. Okay, more cool. friendly. Some of them less, but you know, they're, they're people. They're they're outside. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that was a cool little deep dive into some specifics, but I want to back up now and just talk a little bit about your sort of general experience there, and then we'll kind of get mm -hmm. back into some deeper stuff. So you live in San Francisco, right? So yeah. was it, what was it like for you to get there? It wasn't difficult, you just woke up and walked over there? Or when did you get there? Mm -hmm. How did you get there? Yeah, that's actually a good question. <laughs> so they moved, it used to be in Moscone, but now they moved it to another auditorium. The keynote. Yeah, so actually, the Moscone is pretty close to where I live, but the keynote was the, the new place, Bill Graham Auditorium, is far. And I think I went like something like 5.30 a.m. A Monday morning. Yeah, you need okay. to go on Sunday and take your, your uh, badge to get inside because they opened the... It's, it's a little bit tricky. You need to have a badge before and come on Monday with the badge already. 
Oh, so you have to go on Sunday to get your badge? Yeah, I think some people made it on Monday, but then you kind of lose your spot because you're not in line. Wow. But okay, the, so you went, you, yeah. went to the, you went to Bill Graham on Sunday and got your badge? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. you get a badge and you get, you get a gift, a jacket, because it's called in San Francisco. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. I, think, I think my friend made those jackets. I need to ask him. Oh, uh, can, you send me a pic- can you send me a picture of it? Yeah, I will. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll text you later or, or whatever and send me a picture of it because I think my friend made those jackets. Nice. Yeah, I want to see. Okay, so you go, you get your badge, you get a gift bag. It includes a jacket because mm-hmm. it's cold. That makes sense. Okay, yeah. then you, you get good sleep, but you can't sleep because you're too excited. Yeah, exactly. And then? So you arrived, I arrived about 6 a.m. there, but the line was already like a few thousand people in line. So I guess wow. they went like 2 a.m., maybe day before. I don't know exactly, but there were a lot of people there. <laughs> okay, so you show up and is one long line or how does it work? Yeah, it used to, it, they just, you know, it can't be that long because it's on the street. So they okay. need to, to give people a place to, you know, normal people just walk there. So you need to have some, some kind of... Uh, place for people to cross the street you can't like block the street right right and i guess people just sit you know stay wait they talk with each other some guy on the line in front of me actually actually he told me oh i know you you you're you're the party's guy and i saw your pre- <laughs> your photo on github so it was crazy to, to hear that yeah nice okay cool yeah so you just wait you talk with people is that what, what did you just, yeah. I mean, like, do you just wait in one spot or are a lot of people trying to get to the front or do you just wait in one spot? It's like you... a, like a line looks like a snake. They, 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 they manipulate like, it. Yeah. Like at a, an amusement park. Like yeah, a, exactly. Like a roller coaster park. But, okay. Just but like way a... longer. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So did you just stay in one, um, like, did you stay with in, in one place or did you kind of like try to get forward or? Um, no, you you can't really. You just okay. Uh, so then you made friends with everybody yeah, around you. You made friends. Uh, some some companies go around and give you like coffee or like donuts. Nice. Yeah. After a few around, I think nine or eight, Apple started to give donuts too and coffee, so it was nice. All right. Okay. So how long did you wait yeah. before you like actually got in the building? Yes, yeah, so I think around nine hundred thirty. They let people in. Okay, so nine thirty they opened the door. Yeah, and I was still pretty close to the entrance, so I entered quickly. Nice. But uh, you know, people just and you see the crazy thing: people go inside and they need the restroom, and you see the men's restroom, <laughs> huge line. Women restroom, no one. It's kind of it's a little bit sad, but uh, that's the reality. Yeah. Yeah, but I think they said something about females. Yeah, it, it's getting better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Okay. So you get in there and then what, like there's still a line or does everybody just rush to get a seat or yeah, how does it you, work? You, you run like, there are like two, two floors to the building. So I were up on the top. So we just like go and try to find a seat and, uh, and relax, wait for the, after standing for three hours, you can actually sit and wait for the keynote. So it's nice. And, and that didn't start till 10. Okay. Yeah. So they open the doors around nine, nine thirty. So you wait like another 30 minutes to an hour before the keynote. Starts. Yeah, something like that. Did you go by yourself or did you meet with any friends and um, sit, sit and watch mm-hmm. the keynote together? Yeah, so I just... actually met, uh, met a friend and we just like came almost at the same time. So we stayed in a line together and then we just sat together. But, you know, there are a lot of, you kind of know this developer from there and this guy you used to live with him and like a lot of people, you kind of meet them and you know them. So they are around you. So every time you go to a session, to a lecture, 
you meet someone there. It's kind of that's my feeling. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay, so you're sitting. Is it a huge auditorium? There's like five thousand people, right? Yeah, it. Do like in the previous years in Moscone, I think they had like less than four five thousand. So people that. That's why we're the lines because if you if you miss the line and you're too far, you go to overflow room and you just watch it on TV. Wow, you yeah. come all that way just to watch it on TV. <laughs> so I think I think that Bill Graham was capable for holding everyone, and that's why I I never I saw like empty spaces there. It wasn't that uh, you know I don't think oh, someone wow. stayed outside. Yeah, S some people uh, they. They overslept. They didn't make it. <laughs> no, I think okay. it's just bigger than 5,000. So it was nice that no one needs to actually, you know, you can just go and, and see it. You don't need to fight over space. And Yeah, because I heard people used to run. Like as soon as they would open the door, <laughs> they would run to get a seat. Yeah, maybe some people are crazy, so don't judge yeah. them. But usually people walk and they're tired. And <laughs> so was it too far or could you see like the stage? Could you see Tim Cook and all that? Yeah, it's it depends. Like, oh, the other thing is... There are uh, media people there from, you know, from news. Right. So they get the the best spots in the front without a line. So. Right. Like Renee Ritchie. <laughs> yeah. Those, they, so they have like their spots and everyone that's sitting uh, downstairs was behind them. I was on the second floor, so I was like pretty good spot, but on the top. Okay. Yeah. Would you recommend those seats? If I go next year, should I go up top? Yeah, I think it was, it was good. You just, nice. you can see everything from, you know, not from the ground and it's like you see the, the big screens with all the data that they show. You don't really need to see the person talking, you don't need to see the screen. And Right, yeah. right. Okay, so you're in the room, it starts, it's 10 o'clock, it starts, Tim Cook comes out. What's the feeling like? Um, people were exciting. It's, you know, it's like a rock concert. Yeah. Something like <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's great. People like that's waiting great. for the stars to show and like announce new things and yeah, everyone exciting but, because you know everyone excited because he he wishes for something, something. Right, right. Okay, so the keynote happens. What what do you remember from the keynote? What was like your favorite part? What what was there anything that was like wow? I can't believe they just announced that. It sounds like maybe it was iMessage apps. Yeah, the iMessage. So I think that's the. The biggest thing actually was uh, the improvements for the watch mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. no one is actually using the apps because they're slow and people have the device, people love it. I have right. it, I love it, but I can't really use the apps because it's slow. So they took re really a lot of care and the uh, upgrades to make it faster. Right. Uh, they announced the same thing with WatchOS 2, but it didn't help. So I hope they were like really exciting about it. Everyone that I talked from Apple is like, oh, you should try it on the watch. You should build it for the watch because I think their focus now is watch apps to make right. them great. Um, iOS was like a huge part. They announced like 10 things in iOS. The messages is kind of the biggest thing because it's a new opportunity for developers. Right. And it's, uh, it's a little bit uh, crazy that they did all those uh, animations and uh, things because oh like the the stickers yeah like all the stickers and they have like if you, you can send like a big message and you can have like some I mean like fireworks and balloons and right right it's I guess they're trying to, to make a message more compelling for uh, you know kids and they're trying to 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 have like uh, you know like something that looks more like message like Facebook messenger and WhatsApp yeah 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 and they're trying to stay in this uh, 
they don't want that message to be something old without the cool features. Right. But what I do like is that if you don't want to use that stuff, you don't have to. It's kind of hidden. But if you do want it, you can access it. Yeah, people can still send you that, so you'll see that. But oh, that's a good point. Interesting. Yeah. So, for example, if someone writes you "Happy Birthday," you'll get the balloons and like without doing anything. It's pretty oh, fun. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. It's more a gamey thing for the messages. Yeah. Okay, so what about uh, MapKit extensions? That mm -hmm. could be uh, that could be something interesting, maybe for you for like Caltrain. But I went to look uh, uh, look it up, but I didn't see any API reference or documentation. You know, they showed how like you can uh, book OpenTable like inside Maps, and then you can call an Uber inside Maps and all that kind of stuff. Did do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, it's it's a it's an extension for Maps. And again, it's like it's it's more for ride sharing and uh, restaurants, so it's kind of limited. But okay, you need to find a way to to use those APIs in your advantage, and you need to make sure you're not uh, bypassing the rules. So it's kind of that's, right, that's right. the idea. Because two years ago when they announced the the Today widgets, people used it for uh, a lot of stuff, and they thought it's not allowed, and they blocked them. So it was like a little bit fight about, over that. So you need to be very you don't need to. You don't want to develop something for a few months and then just discover it's not. Uh, it's not allowed. You know. Right. Okay. So before we move on, I want to ask one more thing. Uh, what about Swift Playgrounds for mm -hmm. iPad? This is that was pretty uh, yeah. incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a. It's a big thing. It, people were talking in the last few years about the uh, Xcode coming to, to iPad, and people were really excited about it because it makes you. You know, that gives you the ability to, to develop uh, apps on the go with iPad without a Mac. And I think it's the first step. Like some, they have, they, they really build their like, nice things because it's hard to write. But they added those cool uh, shortcuts and right. those cool things. So you can actually, you can teach kids write code, but you can write code by yourself too. So it's kind of, it's the first step for going to Xcode on iPad and, you know, building apps on the iPad. Yeah, I got a chance to play with it. It's pretty cool. Did you were you able to play with it? No, at all? I I don't have my iPad right now, so that's kind of I update I update my uh, TV, watch, iPhone, and Mac, but I don't have my iPad, so I can't. That's the only thing I can't use. <laughs> yeah, maybe I want to do that too. I want to up, uh, update my um, Apple TV because it has that single sign-on thing. But mm. the the Swift Playgrounds, I had a chance to play with it. I brought it to um, this trip I went to to give to my uh, future little brother-in-law mm -hmm. and because he really wants to learn to code i gave it to him to play with and he was just like super excited so for me i think it's a game changer i think there's a there's like an overarching like bigger kind of principle there which apple really focused on developers as a thing like if you look at dub dub they started with developers right they had like the word in orange and then at the very end you have Swift Playgrounds. I think they're really like double downing on, double downing? Doubling down? <laughs> um, on developers. Like we love developers. We want to give you guys the tools to be awesome. Uh, and we want to make it attractive to become a developer. And I wrote a, a little bit about this, mm -hmm. um, I think maybe exactly a year ago, about like being an Apple developer is just as much as a product 
that's something like attractive mm-hmm. as an iPhone, I think. Yeah. And I think it should be, right? And so I think they're they're really focusing on that, like bringing in the next generation of developers and like just making it awesome. And they showed that video where mm-hmm. you have this like older lady at the end saying, I'm going to be like this senior iOS developer and just be like, bam, bam, <laughs> and like write some code. And I don't know, I just, so I think it's really cool. I'm really happy to see um, Apple doing that. Do you, do you get that sense at all? And if so, like, how does that make you feel? Yeah, like, they, they feel that they need to, to help everyone become a developer. That's, they see it as a goal, especially kids. You know, for kids sometimes, uh, they live in a places that they don't have uh, enough uh, accessible education for development of apps. And it's, it's hard, but apps can help you write apps so that's what they're trying to achieve you know like you don't need a teacher you don't need a special school you can just have an ipad and write and learn by yourself so that's that's kind of that's exciting yeah totally uh okay so let's get to some more specifics now i want to talk about like some of the developer sessions that you went to uh, what what was like the first developer session you went to? You went to the keynote, right? Mm-hmm. Did you go? So then, did you go to the platform State of the Union? Yeah, that's okay. so. The keynote is more uh, press related, like what right. what's new in iOS. State of the Union right. is more developer related. What's new in iOS for developers? Right. Actually, so let's talk about that because I've never really. I mean, I've watched them before, mm-hmm. but yeah, there is so much focus on the keynote. What is the platform State of the Union like? Because it's more developer focused. Uh, was that at Moscone or was that also at? No, Bilgram? it was the first day was all in uh, in Bilgram, yeah. Okay, so that so the platform State of the Union was at Bilgram. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, and what was that like? I mean, is that so? You said it's like more like just developers. So, what what's the feeling there? Is it you're getting to meet more people there? It's more relaxed, or what's that like? It's actually for developers. It's more exciting. Awesome. Because the keynote is more okay. We have something new in iOS, but it's not, you know, like, we, for example, uh, we have, um, I don't know, like all the all the all the things that the announcer. It's more like what's new in iOS, but not. Yeah, more like popular, yeah. like sort of user facing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's what that's the word I'm trying to achieve. And on instead of the unions, like this is the new APIs. On the watch, you can make it faster by doing uh, prefetching, by doing reloading. We show this thing. So it's more uh, technical, and they show some snippets of the APIs. They talk about them, what's new. So it's more and exciting. then, what about did you go to um, what's new in Cocoa Touch? Yeah, yeah. I okay. One. So then that sort of gets even more deeper, right? Now yeah. that's like even just kind of iOS. I guess it's tvOS and um, watchOS, like really more focused. What's new in Cocoa Touch? Yeah. So they show the those things. So back. Let's say 10 years ago, you waited a few months until they released those videos. This year, they just live stream it, so everyone can watch it, even live. Right. It's very, very good. They used to even like cut off things and not show everything and hide the, the faces of the people. But today, it's very, it's very open. You can just watch everything live. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for those of you that might not know that, there's a lot of activity today in San Francisco. Yeah, it's some kind of uh, fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that might not know, go download the WWDC app. 
Uh, not party. Well, go download parties as well for next <laughs> year. But the just Dub Dub DC app uh, by Apple. You can watch. You can uh, download. You can favorite. You can watch all the videos um, going back to 2012, I think. And you yeah. can also stream them online if you go to developer.apple.com. And honestly, I've been watching those as much as possible. You know, in the mornings on the way to work um, and at night on the way home. Um, so yeah, definitely. You know, live stream uh, or I love watching those um you know because obviously i can't be there so okay you said you went to the what's new in coco oh and i have another tip right? um, okay there is an open source app it's called i don't remember it's wc something just the first result on github the second one is the parties app it's open source but the first one is a mac app that will you know, give you the same abilities just to stream all the sessions and keep track of them so you don't know what it's called it's a uh, just wc i think on github the first result okay Dub Dub DC GitHub. Okay. It's a very good app, open source. Just if you want okay, to watch cool. them on and the you, Mac. And you can just uh, like sideload it um, through Xcode onto the Mac? Uh, they have even uh, already app. You just need to, to install it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Awesome. But it's very recommended because you don't want to watch everything on the iPhone, I guess. So, one second. What, uh, what, was like the first developer session that you went to besides like what's new in Cocoa Touch? What was like the one like more specific like to a specific API like CloudKit or iMessage apps or what do you remember which one you went to or which do you remember is like yeah, the most interesting? Think. think so. Or did you go to any Swift related so, uh, yeah, sessions? So, yeah, so I went to, I don't remember exactly the name, but it was something like what's new in Swift. Right, because uh, the last few, I I wasn't like really following about what's new in three point right? And I wanted to figure it out, and they showed that basically when they started Swift, they tried to change as less as possible from the Objective, Objective C, C API. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. And this year they kind of said, okay, you know already Swift, you know the Swift way. Let's forget the Objective C APIs and make it as it should be in Swift. Right, and it's really exciting when you write Swift because you you always like you have you know that the long names because right. of Objective C and you're like oh it's why do I need this and you have the you know the running things uh, on dispatch uh, async it's always right, like this right. code and they showed like basically they wrote they everything now is possible to do with uh, just Swift uh, Swift way you know. Right, right. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. So something um, like you said, dispatch, Grand Central Dispatch, mm -hmm. instead of having to do, you know, this kind of C API way, like dispatch underscore async, you know, get main queue. And it's like kind of this, it doesn't look right. Now we have this new way in Swift, where it's just like, create a dispatch queue, yeah. right? And now you have this object, and uh, you can just call queue or whatever you called it, dot async, and then you just have this com this closure, this completion block, uh, or this trailing closure. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, another place where they're doing something like that is with animations. Yeah. Uh, in the UI kit animations, they have uh, like an animator, a property animator object. Um, I feel like they're also going to do this with uh, shapes. If you go back a couple session, like a couple, if you go to the original. Um, uh, Swift announcement, or I think it was the protocol-oriented one, it shows where they're talking about this concept of a drawable po protocol, and they're using like a shape, like a circle, 
and um, uh, a polygon. And then they're using the same example, I think, again this year. And then if you look at the Swift Playgrounds app, they have this concept called a circle mm -hmm. or like a square. It's like nowhere in UIKit do we have a circle, right? There's no like create a circle, yeah, right? Yeah, it's There's no uh, more like a sitting. Right. So I honestly think that they're going to be releasing that too. Mm -hmm. And like I feel like they're just like they just uh, released units and measurements, this new API. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like they're focusing on these like new building blocks to make it easier on everybody to just get the most basic stuff done that we that we need to. Yeah, looks sounds good. I think uh, they're just trying to to bring uh, development to to the masses, you know, like to kids, to more people. So they're trying to make it easier to build the more exciting app. So that's yeah. what I'm doing. Okay, any other sessions that you remember? Yeah, I went to the accessibility uh, oh, okay. sessions because sometimes developers don't do it. It's really easy right. to, to make your app accessible. And I've been getting a lot of emails, you know, from people like that uh, they they want like, some specific accessibility feature because they, they can't like really see well or they can't like hear well. And it's pretty exciting because those people they used to like just not using anything and with the iPhone they can actually use it and if you pay like just like use you know a few minutes to make your app accessible it will change your life so I really I really like to to make the app accessible because I feel that I'm helping the ones that it's hard for them and not a lot of developers pay attention for that so it was important for me to hear what's new there that that's a great uh, recommendation okay mm -hmm. so the accessibility session yeah, there, they, there's like a new APIs and there's a new things for accessibility on iOS. So there are like okay. two sessions, I think. Okay, I'll definitely take a look at that and uh, and link to that. I've I've also tried to keep that in my mind when I'm developing, uh, you know, any of my personal projects, and then also now at work. Mm -hmm. And the only way I've ever really uh, thought about it, though, was with um, like dynamic type. That was kind of yeah. the one thing where I was using it. But now um, at work, we're making uh, like the ex there's like an accessibility label property on any label. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you just say like you create a label, right? And you're going to give some text to it. And you just say label dot accessibility label and you give it a string. And that's like, it seems like a really easy way to just start incorporating accessibility. What are, what are some ways that you've done? Yeah, it's really easy. So sometimes, you know, the designers, they give you images with weird names. So then if someone is using the accessibility feature, it will hear these weird names. So you need to at least name the files in some normal names. And if not, use those labels and just try it. And another benefit from this is uh, something about announced. Last year, I was disappointed that I never heard about it this year, but they announced uh, UI uh, testing. So if you want uh, to test uh, some user opening your app, tapping on the button and creating a profile, removing something. So if you have accessibility built good, you can just write those, those tests really quickly and you know run them every build and make sure that your UI is okay. So that's a benefit from that that is not exactly related, but it's related. Yeah, you're totally right. Uh, we do UI testing. We do unit testing and UI mm -hmm. testing at, at uh, my work. And I think that's really interesting how Apple built accessibility into UI testing. So it's yeah. like if you want to do UI testing, make your application um, accessible, and then UI testing will be uh, 
I don't know if it's easier or it's just possible. Like if you don't do accessibility, maybe you can't do UI testing. Yeah, it's, it's harder. Yeah, so I think that's really cool. And that's a, that's a great point. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it sounds like you went to some interesting uh, sessions. Is there anything like from there just that you, you know, you want to mention that you, you know, remember specifically mm -hmm. like your favorite session or just some interesting thing, uh, some other interesting thing that people should go check out? Because I want to move on to like more of just the social stuff mm -hmm. outside of the, the conference. Um, the What's new in UI collection views were very interesting because they, they're trying to make uh, the experience way better for users. Even if you write not the best code and it's a little bit slow on iOS 9, just using iOS 10 might leverage those new things and cache them automatically. So they're trying to make it, you know, kind of a little bit of a bulletproof for people. Even if you're not the best developer and you have some problems, or maybe you have a really complicated layout, we solve that for you. Just use the new SDK. So, Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I think Yariv went to that talk. He loves Collection View. Did mm. you run into him yeah, there? Yeah, I, I met him a lot. Yeah, he was. Uh, that's the first yeah. time I met him, and we saw each other a lot of times. Uh, that's great. Okay, so let's get on to some more of the social stuff. Mm -hmm. So let's say it's Monday uh, evening. Uh, wait, they serve lunch, by the way, right? Like box lunch at Delta? Yeah, it's... Uh, it's not too good? It's not, it's, it's not good. <laughs> I, heard, I heard it's not good. Yeah. They, they mention it on the uh, John Gruber, the talk show video. <laughs> I think uh, Craig Federighi uh, mentioned... It's not bad. It's not good. It's, it's eatable. Like, if you... You know, you, it's a sandwich. Okay, so you go through the day, you, you go to the keynote, you have some lunch, you do some developer sessions, and it's Monday night. It's the first night of, uh, you know, after mm -hmm. the keynote. Yeah. Uh, what do you do? Did you go to any events? Did you go meet some friends? Did you go, did you do any, or did you just go home? No, no one went home. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Monday was, uh, yeah, so... First of all, between the sessions, you have some breaks. You meet people inside the conference. You just say hi. And when it ends, like around five or six, there are the events. Some companies, some organizers, some designers. Everyone that basically wants to make event, you can. And it's in the app, so people just find it out using the app. Wait, parties, you mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, right, right, of course. And, okay. <laughs> and on Monday, so for example, we went... Microsoft had a big party, and it was very, very near the the conference, near Bill Graham Auditorium. Okay. And how do you get into the party? You just have to log in, like a sign up through. Yeah, like, they, have parties? A, they have a RSVP page. You sign okay. up. Okay. It runs out like pretty quickly, and there is a, a huge waiting list. At the end, they don't. They can't really enforce like. You're on the waiting list or not, so they let like the first uh, 100 people get inside, and then if someone gets out, they will let someone else in. Okay. So it, it was the line in this party was so crazy. Uh, it was it was pretty fun hearing people complain about this party the whole week and just saying, "Oh my God, we stayed there for an hour to get inside." And I guess it's because of me, you know, because <laughs> I made it so public, but uh, but. Even in the line, you can talk with people, meet new people. You, you have no idea how many people around the world use the app and met new, new friends. And they right. told me basically, without that, the conference was just watching sessions. But with, oh. with this app, we can actually, even like some guy from, uh, from Italy, 
came the whole way. He heard our uh, first podcast, first episode that we talked, and he had my name on the list, and he's like, oh, I wanted to meet you because, because I, I heard your podcast, I heard your podcast, I found the app, I signed up to a lot of parties, and I met so many people, and that's what makes the conference good, meeting, meeting the people and not just watching sessions, you know? Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so where did you meet him? At the Microsoft party? No, it was, uh, I don't remember exactly. One of the events was, uh, I think it was the Beard Bash. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's not, uh, not women-friendly so much the name, but it was a women-friendly event. And this, so there are a few events, like uh, the talk show and this event. It's more like Apple, uh, you know, like Apple focus. Yeah, and there were a lot of Apple employees there too. It was really nice. Like I met a guy from, uh, I think from London. He's working on uh, StoreKit. And he told okay. me basically the same. I'm, I'm from London, but my team is in Cupertino. And I had no idea where I'm going to, like all the events. And I used the app to find those events. And you basically helped me to meet people. Even I work at Apple, but in another country, I had no idea where I'm going to, you know, like, what, what, what will I do there? Who, who will I talk with? And those events are very really social. You just like you drink beer, you, you work, you hear music, and you just talk with people, you know, like when people can ask you what's up. It's very interesting to hear what people are working on. And it gives you basically a lot of ideas. One of my friends that actually went with him in the line to the keynote, it was his first year. And he talked with a lot of people. He got a lot of ideas. It was like looking on him from the side was like looking on me two years ago. Right. You know, like you come to this place, you have no idea what's going to be. And you meet like hundreds of people and you hear what they're working on it. So it's a lot of inspiration, basically. That's awesome. Yeah. I, heard, I heard there was like a WWDC chat app. Yeah, one of the, actually one of the guys I met. So he, he launched this app that you can chat about uh, specific topics in the same location. I don't know. So, I kind of feel that the people are so busy waiting, running to places, so it's hard for them to, to write those things. You know, everyone wants to, to go to events, to meet people, to learn the new API, to have questions. So it's hard for people to, to talk with each other on, on the apps. But I think it worked. Some people used it. It was nice, yeah. I mean, I guess the concept of, like, everybody that's at dub dub being able to like chat in one place but i guess how do you prevent other people that are really not i guess you'd have to like put in your badge number or something like yeah that. i guess that I half of the people in the parties were just people you know apple employees people from the city uh, some people that like uh, apple like not everyone was developer it's it's good because some people in the city without without the tickets and they want you know they went to altconf there's the layerconf so people want to go to events and meet people even if they're not uh, want the ticket for WWC. So it's nice. Okay, so you go to this Microsoft party. It's at like some, is that like at a club or no. at a hotel or at a house or something? Usually the parties are inside the, the offices of the companies. Oh. Yeah, so you just see the office. You They usually, you know, they have some decoration there, some drinks. But sometimes they talk about the new stuff that they're building. It depends. Depends on the company, what they're trying to achieve. It's it's kind of a recruiting uh, thing, but uh -huh. yeah, it's yeah. not that focused on it. Like they might have your email and talk with you after a year. They won't try on the spot to talk with you about job. So what are what are you doing during this whole time? Like I, we've never met. I don't really know mm -hmm. what your style. Are you like? 
Are you into just socializing? Are you into networking? Are you into meeting people or hearing their stories? Are you into just drinking and eating? Like, what are you doing most of the time? Like, you're at the Microsoft party. And then what is what is everyone else kind of up to? Um, just, I'm trying to, I don't know exactly why, but I'm trying to, I have fun with meeting people and, you know, like hearing their story. Maybe I have some input to help them. Maybe okay. I can... I know someone that can help in them. Maybe just stay friends. I, I know people from two years ago that I still friends with and I meet them sometimes. So it's like it's like friends in some kind of way. Yeah, yeah. They do the same things that you do and it's kind of nice to, to talk about it. And some people are from Italy, from China. And they, they so for example, I met a few developers from Israel and they were struggling in China because of the firewall there. And I tried to find someone from China that can help them and... It was wow. like, uh, it's exciting to, to, to see all those people from around the world in the same place. Each, each, people, each individual has like some other inputs and others can use it, you know, so. Okay, nice. cool. I mean, yeah, it's not surprising, right? It's like, it's a party or it's just a socializing thing. But I just think it's so interesting, like when you have all of these people who are all into the same thing, it must, yeah, it just must be really exciting. And, and uh, I don't know, I just, I, I was going to go this year, but I got a new job. I just couldn't take off. Yeah, I literally could uh, not take off. So definitely next year next I want to go. Next year you must go, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be a requirement. Like I'm going to make my, whoever, if I'm working at the same company or if I'm working at a different company, like it's a requirement. They have to like pay for me to go. Yeah. I talked to Yariv. He was like, yeah, the new company I work at, I said, like, I'm not, you know, you have to, like, let me go and you have to pay, like, or else I'm not taking the job. And I was like, that's a great idea. Yeah, it's, it's fun. <laughs> okay, cool. So anything else in terms of, like, social, like, highlights um, before we only have a few minutes left? Like, what what do you remember, like, after after the sessions, you go out at night, anything interesting? you remember any interesting stories, like you went to a bar and you met someone interesting or some funny thing happened or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, so as I told you before, like, the most interesting thing was to meet people that actually... So I went with a shirt with the icon of the party up. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was from last year, but this year it was even crazier. And people asked, oh, thank you for, for making it happen. And... We're here because of you. It was like so nice to hear those stories. That's People awesome. from around the world using the app just to to find a place. And like you have no, idea. it's it's hard to describe it in words. You need to be there to see how many people actually know the app and use it. And right, yeah, it's it's like it's it's a little bit of when I built it the first time, first time uh, two years ago, I had no idea it's going to be that big. It was that's my kind of uh, tip. Sometimes you think that okay, one day. I'll build some app, I'll, I'll make a parties app, I'll make a culturing app. And you have no idea what will be with it in the future, but people end up using it. If it's, if it's help, helping them, you know, right. they use it and they're like so happy and you can actually see them in real life happy and saying thank you. It's, that's why I did it, but I had no idea it would be that big, you know. <laughs> so then compared to last year, do you feel like more people know about the app and they're using it so next year it'll just keep growing? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting bigger and bigger and it's, you know, yeah, last year people said, oh, it's new, get it, because they knew it only for one year, but, to, but this year it was, it's obvious, you know, people just, oh, of course I used it, I have this app for three years already, you know, so it's an obvious thing, no one will... Uh, no one will say something new. People just know it. <laughs> so do you have any plans to um, improve the application? 
I always have plans. Uh, at the end, you don't have enough time. So right, right. It's kind of uh, in the middle of. It's it's open source. Everyone can try and uh, you know and just have some ideas. Maybe just pull uh, pull request them. People said they will do it. Actually, this year, I told. I think I told you that the the way for uh, adding a party was just a JSON file on GitHub, and people can just submit pull request. So. Microsoft actually and the Lyft, they did it. They 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 created this uh, update, submitted pull request. I just approved it, and it was live on all the devices. So it was like really nice. Wow, that's a great idea. Yeah, it, it wasn't my idea. I implemented it, but someone else uh, said, "Oh, you must do it because it's open source. Why not?" And it took me a year. During the year, you have like time for uh, some new stuff. So I think about it. I'm trying not to, you know, overhead new things. Right. This is uh, you always for one, for each app you can just like add things it's it's endless you can add everything but everything you add you need to take into account that it will make it more complicated and maybe will harm the the users so I'm trying so, to, to find the middle ground yeah so I could just create a JSON file and then submit a pull request to you on GitHub mm-hmm. and then you you know, obviously you'll take a look at it and then you just upload it to the to, to what to CloudKit or something no, like no, that. No, no, it's uh, so so you can go and or it watch. just lives. It just lives on GitHub. Yeah, or? yeah, exactly. The app just goes every time someone launches the app, it just goes to this this JSON file and downloads it. And if there's a new party, it will show it. So basically, if you update this file, everyone will get it. So there's no need for CloudKit or something that complicated. Oh, that's so cool. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I I, I thought that no one would use it, but some people. They did the pull request. It actually made me feel good because you you sometimes develop things that no one will use, but this time people actually used it, so it was uh, surprising and uh, very nice. I just watched a WWDC video. Let me see what it was called: "Improving Existing Apps with Modern Best Practices." Mm-hmm. And in that session, the the developer talks about the same kind of concept. Um, but he, he actually mentions like saving a JSON file to the iPhone, mm-hmm. like to the directory or something oh, like that. Okay. I can't remember exactly why. And, and it made me think like, interesting. So rather, I mean, I guess like rather than, because you can just save files to the iPhone, right? Like yeah, there's like a file directory. This is, I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly, but I think, so you know when you there's like the first uh, use of your app and you open it, it's empty. So I think it's saying right. like have something uh, there on the yeah. device, just show it, yeah. and then get get new one from the network and just update it. Exactly, yeah. that is what he's saying. Mm-hmm. All right, we're back. Not sure what happened there; it got disconnected. But uh, yeah, so before we we end, I just want to ask you one more question. It's kind of like a one piece of advice. Uh, but it's like if if someone's out there, they're interested in in DubDub, and they're thinking about going. It's kind of like when do you think is the right time for for someone like that to go? Because for me, I was I've been watching DubDub for a while, at least the keynotes, and then you know I started watching the developer sessions, um, and those sessions actually really helped me uh, become a developer and like realize I was interested in development. You know, I, I was like watching these. I'm like, man, if I'm watching these all the time, I'm like really into them. It probably means I like this stuff. I should probably learn about development, right? And But it was never a thing where it was like I should go or it was for me. And it is expensive. It's expensive to go. 
Um, but then this year I was like, no, why shouldn't I go? It's like, it's, it's like the place to be if you're a developer. Um, so what would you say to somebody who's thinking about going, um, like when is the right time to go? Uh, and, uh, like, why should, you know, why should someone mm-hmm. go that, that type of stuff? Yeah. So, so first of all, you need to watch all the sessions from home anywhere. I'm just, no matter if you're there or not, just watch the sessions. This is right. the first thing. Um, second of all, so I think that if you have the opportunity and you're not paying for that, you, you need to go like at least once. Right. Because it's very expensive. But if you walk somewhere and they offer you this, this opportunity to go, you need to go. Just make sure you have, just have the, the list of questions that you need to, to do it any, any time, anytime you have some problems. Just write down, okay, what about this thing? What's wrong with that thing? Just make those lists and then you have something prepared. If you have a big list, you must go. <laughs> okay. Because then you have a lot of questions to check. If your list is small and you're, you're not sure what we will do there, but, but it's, a, it's a good, you need to be there at least once. It's, right. it's important to, to have the feeling to, to meet the people. It's, it's important to be there once, yeah. I mean, so for me, I feel like even if I have no questions, I would still want to go just to be a part of that experience. But do you think yeah. maybe for some people, it's like if they don't have questions, maybe it's not as worth it? So if, if you start to think about it, you'll see that you have a lot of questions. It looks okay. for you, oh, I don't know what to ask. It, everyone is saying that in the first time, like, oh, I, I'm okay, I know everything. And then if you have like one question, you have another one. Okay, right. I want to play with something new. Okay, I have this one. And, and you start like... And then you have like 100 questions. So just, <laughs> just start from it and then you'll, you'll see that you have a lot of questions, but you just, you usually, oh, okay, I'll do something else. Okay, I'll, 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 I won't do it this time. And you have a lot of things like that that you just never ask and forget to check, but this is the opportunity. So just write it down and have this list ready and then it's easy. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that. So it is a, a beautiful summer already, and we have all these new uh, shiny uh, play, you know, toys to play with. Uh, you can have a fun summer playing with all these new technologies or what? Yeah, I'm, I'm already working on a messaging app for iOS 10. Uh, iMessage apps? Yeah, yeah. I have uh, some cool concepts. That's cool. You, you never know if it's going to be like a boom with thousands of apps on the day of lunch or 10. But uh, I have something, it's a cool idea. You don't need a real app. You can just have something inside the message so it's different. And I want to play with it. It's, I think I have something good that's coming. So we'll Awesome. See. Okay, <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they made it really easy. Like you, if you don't want any customization, if you just want stickers, you just upload or you just insert your assets yeah. and then you have a um, iMessage stickers app, which is pretty cool. Yeah, this is this is too easy. It might like spam it, but uh, but I have something more complicated in the world. So hopefully. Awesome. I can't better. wait to see what it is. Yeah. Okay, well, good luck with that. Thank you. Look forward to seeing it. And uh, thanks again for having us, you know, for, for coming on the, the show. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing what that is and uh, just talking with you um, offline and online and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted pleasure. to be- I wanted to meet you, but next year. It's going to have to be next year or sometime when I come up to San Francisco. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, well, it was my pleasure yeah, to talk with you. Oh, thank you so much. And that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Swift Coders podcast. Feel free to share the show with a friend, leave a review on iTunes, or recommend us on Overcast. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to say hi, 
contact me on Twitter. Until next time, go swiftly, my friends. Thank you.